0: This is the SSBI podcast. This is all about Microsoft Power BI. My name is Lars Schreiber. Um, It's... It's a bit strange for me anyway to to record such an episode with um, a native German speaker uh, as I am. So we're switching both into to a language that's not native for us. But um, I had that before. It felt strange as it does now, but it works somehow. And I guess we uh, are, are secure enough. Is that correct English? Secure enough in English to make ourselves Confident. understood. Confident. Confident. Yes. Yeah. 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 How how long do you live in the UK now?
1: Uh coming up to 14 years. Uh 14. In in January. Yeah. So it's definitely well, I mean definitely the majority of my professional life, that's for sure.
0: And and how did you end up being in the UK? Did you decide to go there and then then just moved, or was it a more fluent process? I don't know.
1: Um I uh I think I felt quite adventurous uh, at that point in my life. Um, I think it was about when I was 29 or so. Um, I had just started my first proper job uh, in Germany um, and uh, felt I needed to somehow advance to the next stage, if you will. Uh, And uh, the, the company I worked for at the time had just gone through an acquisition uh, and had um, been taken over by a London-based company, uh, which I'm still uh, working for today, uh, actually. So um, it was relatively straightforward. Uh, I just proposed to my uh, then boss, um, why why don't you move me to the headquarters uh, and, and join the team over there? Uh, which also m- made a lot of sense um, with respect to the skill set i had because um in cologne where i was i was more or less on my own whereas in london uh, they actually had a team of people uh, w- with similar skills and so uh i joined the team and um the rest is history uh that was back in 2009 uh pretty long time now
0: so uh there are usually usually two two fields that lead people to to moving the country business or love mm-hmm. and in your case it was business it was
1: business yeah okay
0: and um but y- y- you we we talked before we we started recording and <laughs> it's our second attempt to to make this mm-hmm. recording work <laughs> for for those who listened last time my uh, hardware just sucked here and, and we were not able to record um so we we already had the chance to talk, so you you met your wife there. She's British, I, I guess.
1: My wife is British. Um, we got married um, just over three years ago, actually. Yeah, um, and uh, she is a fluent German speaker, though, uh, and and very interested in and and uh, and fond of German language and German culture. So, um, due to you
0: it, or already before?
1: No, no. Uh, since very young age. Uh, okay. So, uh, in, in a way, I mean, you know, we both met through online dating. <laughs> um, and so she was sort of looking for, for that particular profile. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I, I
0: didn't, uh, um, I didn't get, how can I say, I didn't, I didn't meet my wife uh, using online stuff. It was, mm-hmm. I guess, 15 years ago now, and we just met each other, um, the, the old school way, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really nice to being able to, to put some keywords into a search engine. Yes.
1: Let <laughs> <laughs> a computer do the rest for you. Yes, uh, I mean, especially it, it, for it, ba- data people it, like you. Yeah. In, I mean, in, 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 our case, it, it worked out really well. Um, and, uh, uh, m- my parents don't speak a lot of English. Uh, they're definitely not very comfortable with it, so uh, we've got the the great advantage that she can actually talk to my parents completely fluently in in their yeah. native language, That's right? Nice. And uh, uh, I mean, what are what are the chances, right? Uh, uh, that that definitely is something quite rare. Uh, uh, most British people don't speak German, right? Um, yeah, uh, we've just been to Germany uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, visited uh, my parents the first time since lockdown and uh, had a lovely oh. time there and for her um you know we get out of the plane and, and she can switch to german uh and, and and it's just brilliant and perfect very cool so
0: you you already said you you moved to the uk because your company had the headquarter there uh but maybe i'm wrong but for me uk is not that sexy Uh, i would more think about iceland or canada or um, other countries in the the world so was the uk a country you were um playing games in your head to move there would you also have gone there without your company
1: you have to make a big distinction between the uk as a country and london as a city right and i think that applies uh even to uh, most Londoners, I would say, uh, uh, London as a city uh, is is a is very unique. Uh, it's it's very different from the rest of the UK, uh, and for me at the time and still today, uh, it it did have a, a massive appeal. Right? Uh, it it's within Europe. It's 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 probably you know the most metropolitan and and Uh, global city if that makes sense yeah Um, yeah it does and and uh that's certainly something which appealed to me back then and uh i've I've never regretted uh you know having made that move uh obviously six years ago when uh i'm gonna use the b word now right when 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 brexit (laughs) happened (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking about what's the b word yeah um uh, things suddenly looked very different, uh, to lots of people, uh, in the UK and we're still struggling making sense of it. Um, but, uh, despite that, it's still a fantastic place to be, uh, uh, both, uh, professionally, uh, culturally, um, and, uh, in just in terms of, you know, what, what the, what the city has to offer.
0: Um, I think I have to to add some information. It's not that I don't like UK or even London. I've never been there. I've never been in London. Um, it's just like there are more appealing countries to me. It's just my mm-hmm. personal um, opinion about it. Uh, but I definitely want to go there. I've been in the UK once together with um, Uwe Mester. Maybe he's mm-hmm. uh, someone you know uh, when there was the... UK Power BI Summit in 2017. It was mm-hmm. close to London. It was the first time that I met many international people. Also, Chris Webb was there and was mm-hmm. um, speaking about Power Query, I guess. And it was really impressive to see this this crowd. Um, but beside that, no, no chance. So.
1: I mean, you, that- sorry that uh, 2017 that that was very early on in in the lifetime of power bi right um yeah it was probably uh quite different from what a power bi summit would look like today i, I guess so
0: <laughs> yeah um jen jen Stirrup organized mm-hmm. it back mm-hmm. then and yeah. uh, it was really cheap it was uh, it wasn't meant for creating much revenue i guess it was just mm-hmm. for um, having a, a community event uh, without making, uh, um, uh, without losing money, mm-hmm. um, but it was was cool to see all the people and it wasn't an old castle like building. I I don't remember the name, but it was really mm-hmm. an experience for two two and a half days. It was fun back then, but yeah, uh, Power BI and and the community both uh, evolved a lot during the last five mm-hmm. years.
1: That's Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. I, I just tried to remember when I saw your face the first time, and I guess it was on Twitter. And I thought, I thought you were from the UK. Of course, I could see where, where you're located. And uh, um, I was thinking, how the heck is that name pronounced in English? <laughs> Matthias <laughs> Tireback? Tierbock? I don't know. How, how do English people call your name or say your name?
1: there there's so many ways. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even care anymore. Um, uh, It uh, it just matters that I uh, somehow recognize it. So uh, almost no one would say, uh, no one apart from my wife, obviously, would would say it uh, in in a proper German way. But uh, uh, Matthias, Matthias uh anything like that uh yeah your happens. first name
0: that, that's fine there's last
1: a... name i get all sorts of weird things fortunately right uh, people generally don't say your last name unless yeah. you're on the phone and uh someone is uh verifying your identity or things like that so uh <laughs> because that uh would be quite a headache um and uh uh sometimes i have to <laughs> it's it's really weird um I if, if when I say my name in English, sometimes I, I sort of anglicize it a little bit and and almost pronounce it as if I weren't a native German speaker. You, you
0: even do it when you when you talk German. I noticed. <laughs> I, I was thinking, oh, that guy is in the UK for a very long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's it's a long time, right? And. Um, b- b- before uh, before I went to the UK, I had I had already spent three years in the US as well. Um, okay, just had a had a brief period of uh, uh, four or so years in between um, uh, when I was back in Germany. So looking back through my life, uh, there has been many years of uh, just being in English speaking countries,
0: yeah, and it, it's a, it's a beautiful country. So much less complicated than German is. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I, I love the sound of the words. I love the, the pronunciation. I love, uh, uh the, the whole, uh, the, the, the kind of words they have, they have so many more words than we do in, in German. Mm. Um, I think it's four or five times the words we have. Mm. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. Um, that's, that's really interesting.
1: And uh, as an expat and uh, not being a native speaker, you're constantly reminded, uh, you know, even after almost two decades, there's so many words you just never heard of before, right? It's it's crazy. Uh, It's almost impossible to ever catch up, I think.
0: Yeah, but I guess as long as people understand what you're talking about, and usually Mm -hmm. you get the the um, the meaning of words from the context usually if, yeah yeah, you, you yeah, yeah. not so absolutely it should, should it's just
1: fine. it's just obviously the the vocabulary you're able to use uh, yeah. is somehow limited right because there are just so many things you don't even know exist <laughs> in terms it, of
0: is it so much different for for the native speakers I'm just asking because mm. there are there are so many words also in German but people usually don't use them. I guess you stick to the 2000 words you use every mm-hmm. day for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, should be the same with that language, I guess.
1: You're right. Uh, I just happen to be, I'm, I'm going to mention my wife yet again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's such a big part in my life. Um, uh, and, and sh- she is incredible with respect to her English vocabulary. Uh, literally every single day she she uses at least one word I've never heard of before. Uh, So yeah, she's just incredibly good uh, at that and at at knowing and, and being able to use the most niche adjectives and, and, and nouns and whatnot. So that's definitely something which constantly reminds me, Uh, presumably that would might be different, uh, you know, with with other people around you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. How how does a guy who studied philosophy ends up like you did? For, first mm. of all, um, when I when I studied business administration, or before I started studying it, I was thinking about uh, studying business administration uh, f- um, for being a teacher, and I wanted to combine it with sports and philosophy. So I was thinking about. Uh, studying philosophy myself I didn't end up uh, doing it but wh- why did you decide for this subject
1: <sighs> that's a hard question because um, <laughs> um, well in a way uh, for me it, it it took me quite a while to, to sort of really figure out what I wanted to do in life right and uh, I guess it, it took me all my 20s looking back now uh, to actually find the my proper place, uh, uh, where I wanted to be intellectually and professionally. And, uh, uh, you know, in my early twenties, uh, I, I would, I just happened to be very interested in, in philosophy and, 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 uh, didn't really, uh, think about much else. Right. Uh, I, I just, uh, you know, thought that was a subject, uh, I wanted to uh, get really deep into uh, and uh, uh, and be able to, uh, you know, get a university degree in uh, without necessarily considering. Well, what what am I going to do with that at the end of it, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, but looking back now, I. I also think it's actually been extremely useful having it done that way. Um, and uh, it's. I think it's, it's helped. I mean, one thing I did, uh, and it's it's actually also something I'm going to be speaking about at, a, at an upcoming conference, so I've been reflecting about that quite a bit. Um, one thing I did a few years ago was to transition from being a pure technologist to actually go into management and, and, and leading people and, and leading a team. Right. And, and, uh, even establishing, you know, an entire department, uh, uh, within my company. And, um, for, for that, and for that transition in particular, uh, it's been incredibly helpful that, uh, I had, a, a more diverse background and, and then I, that I had done something uh, prior to, to just being a coder uh, and, and a pure technologist, right? So uh, that's how I see it in retrospect. Uh, yeah. Obviously, none of that would have played uh, a role at all, uh, you know, in my early 20s uh, when, when I went to uni for the first time. Um,
0: did you Did you try to answer some specific questions maybe regarding life in general uh, by studying this subject or what was so appealing for you. I I get the point that being um, a technician only doesn't much help with uh, leading people. Um, But philosophy can be a really abstract thing itself so not very close to human beings but far away and just thinking about this from a bird eye perspective um which doesn't bring you closer to people so how how did it help you
1: actually i don't think it's too dissimilar at all from what i do nowadays um so uh before i got into the bi space um i was a software architect Right. So I thought about, uh, uh, and uh, and I didn't just think about. I implemented software systems, right, and uh, uh, which which does require you to actually have that uh, systematic view of, of uh, complex systems and to have a bird's eye perspective of uh, uh, of what you're uh, what you're trying to do there. When I then moved into BI. Um, it became even more relevant because BI is way more than technology. BI is way more than thinking about data pipelines and and whatnot. BI, from my point of view, is actually all about what's the business question, right? Yeah. What, what's what's the business problem um, uh, you're trying to address here, and then go back and and uh, figure out well, what what do I need to do about it uh, with with my tools, with my technology. Um, but uh, uh, they're just there to help you get something done. Uh, the tools by themselves don't answer business questions, right? Uh, and um, uh, being able to bridge to those two worlds, right? Being able to actually understand um, what senior executives care about, uh, why they ask certain questions, uh, what the questions actually mean in in the context of an organization, um, uh, being able to then translate that uh, and explain to your developers and to your uh, project managers, uh, and vice versa, you know, once you've got uh, a data model or or a dashboard in place, being able to then uh, in turn explain it in um, in 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 business language, if you will. Uh, That I think has a lot in common with what you would generally do, you know, studying philosophy, for instance, and uh, and uh, uh, thinking in in a a very theoretical uh, and abstract way, right?
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I would have never brought those topics together, but it it sounds quite logical what you're saying. Yeah, and when you, you, you did, you finish your studies. Do you have a diploma or something or a master's degree
1: in that? Um I ended up getting a degree in German literature. Um mm-hmm. actually uh in in the states. Uh, so
0: <laughs> wow, you're mixing yes. everything. To...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, my 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 early twenties were pretty wild. Uh <laughs> in, in in how one thing happened after another um But, uh, again, I'm, I'm really happy looking back now and having had all those experiences and see how it, it contributes, you know, to, to the, to the, to the person you are, uh, now and, uh, how all these things, even though on paper and in, in a very immediate way, have nothing to do with you do have nothing to do with what you do now, um, they still do, right? And in, in a way, they you know make you a more complete person, and also um, possibly allow you to think about certain problems differently, and mm. and you know give you more of an ability to think outside the box uh, when it comes to solving uh, organizational problems or business problems, right? So uh, that's that's something which I really enjoy doing. Um, and uh, that's also why I'm enjoying being in the BI space now, right? Because it's it's this fantastic intersection, at least for me it is, between deep technology on the one end, uh, but real-world business problems on the other hand, right? And, mm. uh, uh, I mean, where do you get that, uh, you know, as a technologist? Rarely ever. So, yeah, that's, that, that's why uh, I feel it, it's all happened for a reason. And uh, this is, this is w- w- you know, where I can see where, how it's actually useful. And it makes completely sense.
0: That reminds me of, a, of a, a speech by Steve Jobs, who, when I remember that correctly, said he didn't finish his studies. But uh, the one thing he got most out of was uh, a calligraphy course, he did while being at the university. And this meant that uh, when the Mac was born, they mm-hmm. added this knowledge about calligraphy and beautiful fonts uh, into this computer. And he said that's the reason why, um, yeah, that thing was so so beautiful. And it's the same story. He did something mm-hmm. that didn't make sense back then. It was just interest. Mm-hmm. But uh, it made completely sense afterwards.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, obviously, we did talk uh, before, I, I think you also moved from being an accountant, I think. Uh, controller. To, to con- uh, controller, there we yeah. go. Um, uh, to then move into into the Power BI space, right? So uh, Yeah,
0: I was on, on the business question side <clears throat> of this <throat> mm-hmm. BI thing you're talking about. And in the beginning, I was convinced that this is a problem. I was mm-hmm. convinced not being a, a tech, no, I'm saying t- technician, what did you say? Technologist, technologist. thanks, not a technician, a technologist. I thought not being a te- technologist is a big problem. Mm. Ending um, up that I met technologists who were not able to understand what the business people needed and wanted. And uh, d- simply didn't get, uh, get the contract because of this non-communication, not understanding each other. And uh, so I, I learned over time that this doesn't have to be a disadvantage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, fortunately, it seems to be as hard to learn this technical side. Um, it seems to be even harder to learn the, the business side. So you need mm-hmm. one person who, mm. who knows both. Yeah. And you can take uh, a business person and, and teaching them the technical side, or you have a, um, a guy or a, a woman who knows about mm-hmm. this technical side and needs to learn all this business stuff. Both sides seem to have a steep learning curve.
1: Mm-hmm. And I guess ultimately that's actually what you want to get out from, from a university degree. Right. Uh, uh having learned uh, particular ways of thinking, uh, having acquired uh, ways of uh, learning, taking in new information, uh, you know, making hmm. sense of it, um, uh, th- you know th- those those kinds of skills are, the ones that make you successful later in life, right? And uh, um, in a way, you know, the more freedom you you give yourself at an early age, uh, you know, the, the more opportunities you give yourself and exploring things and uh, exposing yourself to different domains uh, and different ways of thinking, uh, you know. The, the richer you're gonna be later
0: on i'm I'm totally with you on on this thing, but um for me, it looks like your your parents must have been very supportive because the the um <laughs> the experience let's let's put it this mm-hmm. way the experience you're talking about would have been a way of living uh that would have made my parents kill me
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that
0: w- wouldn't have been possible. Mm. And um, I, I get your point, and I'm with you. But um, there are only only two ways. Uh, on the one hand, your your parents support you, or you just break up and do whatever mm-hmm. you think is is the right way. Mm. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I was extremely lucky, uh, having been in my early twenties uh, at the particular time and, and place where I was because basically going to university uh at this time in germany was completely free right um mm. unlike today or unlike uh in, in many other countries uh, you know the us most notably where uh you uh, it, it's an enormous investment uh, yeah. like, uh, you know uh obviously with those kinds of economic constraints uh I don't think you've got, you necessarily have to have freedom. And yeah, that's, that's a shame, right? That's, that's a, that's a real problem, I think. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, who knows, right? Uh, if, uh, if, if I, if I were at that stage nowadays, uh, probably would be going completely different, uh, different paths. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's something which was possible back then and, and, uh, where I was, uh, it worked out for the best. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying that uh, other people should try to emulate exactly (laughs) that. Right? Um, Ultimately, everyone needs to find their own very unique way. Uh, And hopefully people can figure out uh, what it is that gives them, uh, you know, a sense of fulfillment, uh, Mm. a, a sense of passion, you know, uh, an, an area they want to they want to spend the majority of their adult life in that is that goes beyond uh, just paying the bills right i mean that, at least that that certainly is my ambition and uh, i i hope that would apply to many people
0: you spend so much time uh with work mm. uh, or at work and uh, that has been exactly the reason for me uh, being self-employed now I wasn't looking for a, a way to become rich or something. Mm. I wanted to have the freedom and especially the freedom to do what I love. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't find an employer back then who thought Power BI is a good thing, especially because Power BI wasn't even invented. It was Excel. And um, I, I didn't like that my my is could, could say, I don't want you to learn this or that. Um, I don't think it's necessary for the job you, you do. Um, but I had a bigger vision and was convinced this is correct, but I just didn't get the time. And I thought, okay, it's, it's, it scared me back then to, to, um, do this, but what have been, what would have been the alternative? I still have 30 years to work. Mm-hmm. Do I want to do 30 years stuff? I don't like, no. I think that's way more scary. Mm. Yeah, completely agree. But um you 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 finished you, no, you didn't finish your philosophy uh mm-hmm. studies, you finished uh you, you got a degree in German literature in the US. That's it's mm-hmm. <laughs> really funny. So how did you get the turn to
1: to software development? Um well, it's something which started in my early teens. Uh, at that point, you know, before finishing high school, I was a complete geek, you know, into computers and why am and, I not and, surprised? And, and sciences and all of that. And uh, uh, it it was also, I mean, I'm showing my age here, but uh, it was <laughs> right. It, it was when when. Uh, personal computers uh, actually became a thing that normal people could afford right so uh uh, uh, uh and uh, gosh what age was i um 14 or so uh, i i got my my first very own computer um I had no idea what to do actually no i think i was a bit younger actually uh um my my mom uh got got a secondhand computer uh a a, a commodore 64 if that means anything to you yeah it does Uh, and uh she thought well might be something the boy would uh enjoy and she literally put that thing there and i had no idea what to do with it (laughs) nor did she or anyone else um but uh I figured it all out, you know, I, I uh, then ended up teaching myself, uh, basic, um, and, and, and bought computer magazines and uh, yeah. So basically it, that's how it all started. Have, have there been computer magazines in German language back then? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. Uh, I think, uh, they even came out weekly, uh, if not, well, maybe probably monthly. Yeah. Uh, I, and at the time, uh, they printed source code for small uh, programs, which you then literally typed up yeah. from the magazine. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, that is like 30 years ago now, but um, that's how it all started. So uh, again, I uh, was quite lucky that uh, I was at that age at that particular time uh, and uh, was quite lucky. I had supportive parents and uh then later, in towards the end of high school, I, I suddenly developed a whole new interest and got really into humanities and history and literature and and philosophy, um, uh, which is how I then ended up actually, uh, you know, signing up for uh, for a philosophy degree. Um, but uh, I had, all, at this point, I had. I had all this, uh, computing and, and programming experience already. So it, it, uh, stayed with me. And, uh, when things got real, uh, and, uh, I found myself out of uni with a degree in my hands and, uh, actually, you know, having to support myself and, uh, having to pay bills and, and all of that, uh, I had to think. Well, what do I do now? And so I sort of ended up going back to something much more practical and uh, um, uh, started in a job where I ended up automating Excel and and uh, <laughs> and, and writing uh, pretty extensive Excel VBA macros. Yeah. Um uh, from there uh i moved on to learning uh visual basic net uh no uh, uh, uh vb6 then uh, vb net and then ultimately uh, i switched over to c sharp uh which is still my main and and very much preferred language nowadays so
0: you taught everything of that yourself mhm yeah it's it's the same thing all the way it doesn't matter to to who I talk it's all Mm -hmm. about passion Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm thinking about doing um, um, asking that question on Twitter who in the BI world really is an IT person from Mm. from the um, uh, theoretical education Mm. because there seem to be so many people from so many other uh, subjects but uh, IT that's that really surprises me. Mm-hmm. It's re- really interesting, but um, I, I had to laugh so so loudly because you said you you started your career with um, programming VBA ma- macros in Excel. Um, there are so many people out there who did this. I, I did this mm-hmm. myself. I I didn't end up uh, programming C Sharp. Unfortunately, uh, I would love to, but I'm not capable. Um, but, um, yeah, it seems to be the, the starting point for th- mm-hmm. so many people, also for Alberto Ferrari. I, I love that, uh, passage of the, the interview we had when he said, uh, he started doing BI when he saw his first, uh, Excel pivot table.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, and, and, uh, you, you, um, ended up being a software developer and, um, Now you're working for a company that's called YouGov, right? Yes. Uh, What does this company do?
1: Uh, We're uh, a pollster. Um, So we basically uh, uh, deal with uh, public opinion. Uh, We've got uh, uh, millions of uh, panelists all over the world who take surveys Uh, where we ask Mm -hmm. questions uh, uh, about a very wide range of topics, uh, either rating certain brands uh, or political topics or or anything else uh, that all ends up uh, in in a massive database. Yeah, you collect data. And then we extrapolate uh, and uh, can make predictions with respect to elections, for instance, or um, we can... Uh, report on uh, uh, trends with respect to brand awareness, as an example. Uh, the, you know that's uh, the, that's a very uh, important pillar of uh, what we actually generate revenue. Um, so yeah, it's it's all about data collection, uh, data analysis, uh, 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 being able to. Uh, extrapolate from a from a relatively small sample to be able to make more general statements about what the wider, wider population thinks. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's what we do.
0: So a beautiful playground for using Power BI and of course other tools. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Field. Absolutely. Although I have to say um, my day job <laughs> actually has nothing to do with... Uh, with, with that kind of data and and with uh, uh, with that kind of data collection, uh, my day job is strictly uh, and and uh, in a very traditional way, uh, w- what you may call uh, management uh, reporting or, or business intelligence, uh, looking looking at business metrics, financial metrics, right? So uh, I'm I'm looking at. Uh, metrics, uh, describing, uh, company performance, uh, uh financial performance, uh, which basically means what, w- what I do in this particular context, uh, is not different f- from what I would be doing if say I, w- I were with an automotive company or, uh, virtually any other industry.
0: Mm. Um that's, that's interesting. I talked to one person before in this podcast who mentioned his day job. And that was Adam Saxon. And I guess we all know what he does in his, what is it, mm-hmm. night job or afternoon job. But when you're talking about your day job, there must be a night job. So you're you're doing this Power BI tools thing, mm-hmm. even though you don't even need it very much at work. When I got that right, why, why are you doing mm, this? No, no, no.
1: No, I, I very much need it at work. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, my my day job is all about Power BI, just to clarify that, right? Okay. Uh, just the type of data I'm looking at has got nothing to do with uh, what YouGov collects. Uh, okay, then I, then I got that uh, wrong. As, Sorry. Business, yeah. But the, the data we're looking at is actually uh, internal uh, financial and operational metrics, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh uh the uh, uh pr- the, the primary tool we're using is Power BI so yes uh, i definitely have a 100% power bi day job
0: <laughs> okay
1: and but uh you're right uh, there there's also pbi tools wh- which is something i do outside of my day job mm-hmm. uh so that's a uh power bi external tool that's open source uh and uh, uh a, a very big passion project for me uh and uh, uh i started that uh, very specifically to help myself <laughs> do my day job in a much better way right so yeah. uh if, if you're, and, and you probably know that quite well, if, if you're trying to use and uh, manage and maintain Power BI in an enterprise context, there are certain limitations, uh, some fairly big limitations, people might say, um, uh, with respect to the tooling Microsoft provides. Uh, I became uh, aware of that very early on uh, because of my software development background. Right. Mm-hmm. So I am, um, uh, by the time I, I, I seriously got into the BI space, I had already spent more than a decade doing professional software uh, development. And uh, uh, I was very familiar with uh, best practices uh, around source control and testing and uh, uh, automation and, and deployment. Uh, and uh, I then got into Power BI and suddenly found, well, there's there's literally none of it, right? Power BI is, <laughs> uh, you, you have these black box files uh, with a PBIX uh, suffix. Uh, no one knows what's in them. Um, uh, it, uh, if you make changes uh, uh, on, on a given file and, and save it, uh, Again, or save it under a new name. You have no idea, uh, actually, looking at those two files side by side, what's different. Yeah. Uh, there's no way you can reasonably collaborate uh, as a team on the same project, uh, right? So the, the Power BI desktop experience is basically targeting a single person, you know, running the whole project end-to-end, um, and, um uh, that, that 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 was quite an awakening in a way, uh, having come from where I was uh, before. You know, doing you know C sharp applications and services, um, where obviously uh, you know the maturity of tooling is is completely different, and uh, I just didn't want to accept suddenly <laughs> having to live with those limitations but i still wanted to be able to stay in the bi space too right so i had to do something about it uh and uh um uh basically uh, started digging right uh, i wanted to figure out well what's uh, what's inside those pbx files uh, how can i um I know as a developer, you know, I open up probably a desktop, I work on a particular data model, for instance, I know I'm making particular changes in terms of the underlying queries, um, or I'm making, uh, changes, uh, by, um, you know, creating new calculated columns or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm making changes by, uh, moving things around on a report page or creating, uh, adding a new report page. Right. So I know what I'm doing, uh, so and and my goal was uh, to figure out how can I uh, how can I formalize those changes so that they're actually visible uh, to to a wider team uh, so th- that they're also visible to let's say an engineering manager uh, to be able to do some kind of uh, quality checks uh, you know when when you're in a in an environment where uh, you've got a wider team and multiple developers working on things. So, uh, so that's, uh, that's where I found myself back in 2016, basically. And uh, uh, then uh, in 2016, uh, yeah.
0: So you, you started using Power BI from the very early yes. days yourself.
1: Yes, I did. Okay. Um, and um Uh, basically, you know, the the very first versions of PBI tools actually go back to 2016. Um, Cool. uh, Initially, it it was just uh, sort of a bunch of scripts, which I occasionally ran to, uh, you know, extract certain metadata from a PBIX file, for instance, Mm -hmm. uh, just to get visibility of what's in them and what's changed. And uh, yeah, uh, last year, I went public with it and and actually made it a a public but open source project. And so uh, five
0: years of of uh, development until you published it first. Yeah,
1: because um, well, first of all, uh, a a lot of what the tool does is not officially supported in the sense that I'm exposing internals. Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, They're they're not documented. They're not formalized you know there are no formal specs as far as microsoft's concerned so i had to i had i had no support i had no help you know i had that problem uh, which i wanted to solve uh i was absolutely determined i could solve it uh, but i pretty much had to figure it all out uh <laughs> just by digging through the things i could see right rather than actually being able to read uh through technical docs or or book or anything like that. Have you been? I'm, have you been contacted by Microsoft after you published that? Uh, well, I mean, um, I, I have good relationships with some people, uh, mm-hmm. in in uh, in, in the Power BI team. So yeah, there they are absolutely uh, uh, conversations going on, and they're very fruitful. Okay. Um, um, so 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 just coming back to to your uh, initial question then um, all, all of that is very much related to my day job because for me it was a necessity um, to solve those problems so that I could fully invest in power bi and 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 so I could also invest in in setting up uh, a scalable business context, an organizational context Hmm. uh, that worked for me, uh, you know, uh, in in terms of uh, actually establishing, uh, you know, a a whole team around it and uh, uh, ultimately growing uh, 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 how much, uh, goes in and in and out of Power BI, basically, mm. right? Um, yeah,
0: with uh, with this attempt that you created that tool um, primarily for yourself, or in the beginning completely mm. for yourself, uh, you're you're in good company. Uh, when I uh, think about DAX for matter, I think mm. our Italian friends just programmed this for themselves in the beginning because when they entered a new project, they just found unformatted DAX code uh, like. To a four pages long, and they had to to format it because they needed to dig into it. And I guess um, Tabular Editor by by Daniel was created the same way. He just tried to help himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Same
1: story. Absolutely. Um, so at some point, I thought, um, well, if I've got that problem, there, there got to be other people with the same problem, uh, mm-hmm. but maybe not with uh the the same almost crazy uh (laughs) um passion to then trying to figure out uh, what can be done uh so that's why i ended up uh uh going public with it and sharing it um and um that, I mean, that move has helped me enormously because I now learn from various users, uh, you know, about particular new use cases, which would never have occurred to me, but which ultimately um, are meaningful to me as well. And uh, which uh, I then basically implement in, into the tool and, um uh so yeah it it it's uh it it's definitely been uh, a a really worthwhile journey which uh uh only started about 10 months ago actually it, it was mid october last year uh, 21 when uh, PBI Tools uh uh came out and uh l- looking i think uh it, it's been so inspiring and there's been so much momentum around it since that, um, I, I mean, I've, I've never done any uh, stats around it, but I probably wrote, the, uh, the, the, the largest proportion of code, uh, that's in the tool today, uh, in the last 10 months, uh, just because of, uh, that momentum and that influence of, uh, 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 the the tool being out there now and uh, needing to get more robust and and additional um, ideas and and requests coming in.
0: How much time do you invest developing this tool? Can you say that on a general basis or has it peaks?
1: Well, (laughs) I I, I probably shouldn't think about it because it would be rather depressing, right? (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, uh, as much as possible. Uh, I mean, obviously their physical barriers with respect to how much you can you know uh, get out of your day and and your body and and your and and your uh, relationship and your energy and and then obviously your relationships as well yeah so uh definitely uh particularly now that we've been uh or now that I've been married for a few years you know there are really important other considerations as well so yeah, it's it's hard getting. Uh, it's necessary finding the right balance, yeah, but it's not always easy.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely your passion. Mm. So and yeah, since you released it, people have requests, and now it's not your mm-hmm. baby anymore. Mm-hmm. There are other other people trying using it, so I mm-hmm. I completely understand. But um, it's it's crazy how how passionate people are in this community and how they use the the craft they know to to bring this community and their their own problems forward. Not the problems but the solution to their problems. Um, and and somehow you see all these external tools in Power BI and there are so many now. And uh, they are all for free. Um, mm-hmm. Not Tabular Editor 3 but mm-hmm. many, many others. And they are all created by passionate people mm-hmm. and uh, this is this is amazing I, I would love to to being able to to create sh- such things i'm not um but i wouldn't even know if i was able to invest the time it's mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy what you're doing there
1: it's very fulfilling as well in uh, at the same time right and uh really empowering in a way, right? Uh, being able to see a, a real problem, right? Uh, and then uh, being able to figure out that there's something you can do about it and, and, and ultimately actually do it. Uh, obviously, you know, we all wished uh, that uh, fundamental tooling like that had come straight from Microsoft, right? Right uh i I, i i wish i could have put my creative energies in 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 uh solving even more interesting problems rather than really fundamental ones but um it is what it is uh we're here uh where we are and uh um it's um it uh it's it's definitely worthwhile from from my point of view and uh it uh as far as again my day job is concerned right uh having that tool make makes all the difference you know it's it's uh it's uh enabled uh, a a completely different way f- for us as a team to work uh how we collaborate how we uh manage a uh relatively complex infrastructure around power bi um how we uh how we plan uh new releases uh how we test things right uh i i genuinely don't know how i would do any of that um w- without that tool right uh <laughs> I genuinely don't know how others do it, do it uh, to be honest and I know what you're doing is
0: technically not not supported, so if, if Microsoft changes the don't don't know which technology be mm. behind um there's no way for you to to just doing the switch and it it works again you would would be a lot of development, I think but um have you ever thought about monetizing this thing? as I said, I can cut out everything out of this recording, but <laughs> have you thought about this? Because it's, it's very much worth uh, um, a lot of money for many people using Power BI in, in, in their organization.
1: Um, well, I think you mentioned a, a really crucial point here, uh, which is uh, uh, whether or not it's officially Microsoft supported. Um, I think uh, the, the fact that th- there are certain aspects in a tool that currently aren't uh, would be quite an obstacle uh, you know uh, Mm. trying to uh, monetize things so um, uh, I mean if if anything uh, and obviously you know we're not talking you know 10 or 20 euros here or there right so we're, we're talking uh you know proper companies spending proper money on it yeah uh, they i clearly couldn't expect anyone uh uh in uh, you know in a, in a commercial context uh to to spend money on something that is not fully sanctioned by microsoft right so so that that's the uh, mm. that's the, the the number one uh, problem um to be addressed um and uh uh, it's also very much about, well, frankly, lobbying You know, the Power BI team in, in terms of, uh, uh, well, doing one of two things, either support, uh, uh, either provide this kind of tooling themselves or alternatively uh, provide interfaces so that external tools can actually do more than they can do today, right? And uh, in a way, that was one of the, um, uh, drivers behind uh, me going public with PPI tools as well, because, uh, it, uh, it should demonstrate to the Microsoft team, uh, uh, w- what customers need. Uh, it should demonstrate, uh, that, uh, there are very clear gaps in the, in the Microsoft tool chain, uh, and that, uh, something's got to happen around that right and uh i think you know i think the message has landed uh, we'll just have to uh see you know what what actions are taken uh you know just recently um maybe a few weeks ago uh uh mo uh you know the uh one of the pms for mm-hmm. uh, power bi desktop uh Uh, He sent a tweet where where he was talking about CICD, right? Uh, Now, I think (laughs) it's fair to say that uh, without all these pushes coming from the community and without all these influences of, uh, uh, of, of those kinds of external tools coming around a how BIPM would never even have mentioned CICD cd uh, as uh, uh, you know as 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 a as a phrase uh, in a tweet. Uh, so it it really highlights that this is actually something which is uh, on people's minds now, and that's that's something which uh, has to some degree landed at Microsoft. So um, uh, let's see what 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 happens.
0: But usually when people demand new features from Power BI, they just uh, put an idea on ideaspowerbi.com and don't create those tools. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much a statement, I guess.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So
1: so, uh, one thing I can already uh, uh, announce here is that uh, I am doing uh, uh, in in an up, in a in an upcoming release i am actually doing something a- around uh the supported feature set in ppi tools um so this is uh precisely you know uh, f- for the reason we just discussed um uh Uh, What I'm going to do is to provide either two different flavors of the tool moving forward, where one of them is restricted to only those features which are Microsoft-supported and where you've got uh, an alternative uh, version of the tool that's more experimental, where you basically sign up and say, uh, I I want all the capabilities, uh, uh, but... I'm a, I understand yeah, that on your uh, own risk. that you're on your own, right? So yeah. so either that or otherwise uh, it, it might just be one tool, but where you've got a switch, where you basically then uh, tell the tool whether or not uh, uh, you want to enable experimental mode or not. Uh, uh, Tabular editor for instance does exactly the same, yeah. right? Uh, um, and uh, it's then up to the user. So, so that's something which is uh, very high up. Um, on, on my list right now and, uh, is, is, coming very soon. Um, and, uh, uh, that should help. I think, uh, also in terms of, um, more, uh, people, more companies potentially to, you know, to consider, um, uh, giving, uh, the tool a try, uh, without having to have any worries, uh, And uh, uh, the fact is, and I think this is uh, what's currently not well understood, that even with a limitation of going down to only Microsoft-supported features, uh, there is still um, a, a, a very... Uh, sensible and and meaningful uh workflow possible with what ppi tools actually offers so uh it's not all or nothing uh it's uh the the unsupported features are actually uh a a a, i don't want to say small but uh it's just a part of what the tool does and uh I don't think that's been clear uh, to everyone because uh, I had that question a lot, um, including from Microsoft people. Uh, and uh, I think going out and making it very explicit, what's supported, what isn't, uh, and then allow users to choose uh, will make a big difference.
0: Um, when, my, when I remember that right, I guess you have um, a YouTube channel where you collect all the speeches that you do on on mm-hmm. reach haven's channel and others mm-hmm. where uh you you introduce this tool and what what the capabilities are i would love to put the link below uh this this podcast episode in mm-hmm. the show notes so that people who listen to us now can directly go to those videos maybe you can send me some links that are interesting of
1: course yeah brilliant thanks
0: cool who um when you're not working for yougov and uh not investing every single minute of your spare time into this pbi tools what are you doing to relax can you can you can you relax is that even possible
1: thinking <laughs> thinking uh, thinking yeah thinking, it's, thinking. it, yeah, it uh, it's it's not always easy because uh yeah there there's there's always uh, i mean <laughs> my day job happens to be very demanding and very stressful actually. So, uh, even without PBI tools, uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually, uh, quite maxed out uh, a lot of the times already. So yeah, there, there is, uh, not a lot of, uh, (laughs) um, uh, you know, relaxation time in my life. Uh, and, um, uh, I'm 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 not sad about that or I'm not complaining uh you know that's okay I'm enjoying it um but uh I've I've got uh a, a really wonderful and and extremely s- supportive uh wife you know uh, definitely got to mention her once again um and uh she is um uh not in, in the bi space or in anything related to technology whatsoever uh, she's she's actually a classical musician um, oh. so uh, uh, whilst we have uh, d- you know our two languages in common uh, and and obviously many other things uh, we've got completely different uh, sort of professional and to some degree intellectual backgrounds and um, uh, d- that alone you know helps me uh getting away from thinking about Power b i and and uh p b i tools and and Because obviously uh if uh, when we interact uh naturally it's about uh very different topics um so uh you know going uh to her concerts um is is always a fantastic way of uh uh, doing something completely different uh, uh, using presumably very different parts of your brain uh, 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 you know, moving away from uh, you know thinking about uh, uh, your your day job. Um, we both enjoy uh, going out into the countryside. Uh, and go for long uh, walks uh, or long bike rides. So that's uh, something which is always a, a very nice way of um, escaping from the city uh, and just clearing mm-hmm. your head. Um, uh, I, uh, I I I've recently managed to uh, get back into running, uh, which somehow i had lost a bit uh over lockdown like presumably many people so uh lockdown was definitely not very uh good for me f- from a sort of physical health point of view but uh, uh, I, I really actually managed to just seriously uh ch- change that now and uh uh uh, to get much healthier, uh, much more active. Uh, so I'm, I'm really enjoying actually being able to to go out there, uh, 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 go for a run, uh, listen to a nice podcast, or things like that. Uh, and and then traveling. Uh, so d- 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 traveling is definitely uh, a, a big passion of mine. Again, something we <laughs> all. Uh, had to live without for quite a while over lockdown right so absolutely taking advantage um, now of of being able to uh, go to different countries
0: does your wife do uh, her concerts worldwide or mainly in the uk
1: mostly in the uk uh, and mostly in london so uh, they used to do uh, more Traveling again before lockdown. I mean, obviously, those last two years, you know, have changed so many aspects of, yeah. of uh, uh, our lives. um uh, So there, there isn't really much traveling on the cards right now. Uh, but uh, it's obviously in a way that's very convenient for us because you know uh, we've got more time together, and it's so much easier for me um, to um, to to go to a concert uh, when it's basically just to buy quite a bike ride away
0: yeah sure <laughs> very cool um yeah what 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 can I say uh, It sounds like you're a very very busy man, mostly just because you you like to be busy doesn't sound mm-hmm. like you're forced to do all this stuff, but as you uh, that you enjoy a lot of it um I hope you find back into running because it's it's necessary to combine a lot of brain work with um yeah. Exercises. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm missing some words now, and um, yeah, that you still find the time to to push PBI tools forward, and and maybe making some pressure on on Microsoft to integrating those functionalities in there into their own tool. And mm-hmm. in, in parallel, that that's a good argument against monetizing it because <laughs> when, when Microsoft does it themselves, um, yeah, of course it's. Not good for your business model.
1: Yeah, but I'm sure if that were the case, that would be uh, something new and something possibly even more interesting, you know, for me to uh, put my put my uh, head against. So I'm not worried uh, either way.
0: I I love positive thinking people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for
0: for sharing your precious time with me um after you you yeah explained how how much you're investing um i i appreciate it even more and um i wish all the best for you and also for your wife even though i don't know her she must be a wonderful person Absolutely. and uh yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for for this great talk
1: no thank you i, I really appreciate it uh i enjoy uh, listening uh, to your podcasts, and uh, it's even more enjoyable actually being on one of. So yeah, <laughs> uh, thank you.
0: Thanks a lot. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.